When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Harvest Christian Center. I'm Dr. Foreman, and you're getting ready to hear an incredible message from God's Word. If this message speaks to you in a supernatural way like we believe it will, be sure to let us know at our website, harvestcc.me. If you're led to sow into the ministry of Harvest Christian Center, you can do so as well by visiting our website. Get ready to prepare your heart, mind, and spirit to receive this incredible Word that God has for you today. Remember, love God, love people, and love life. Let's go into the message already in progress. It says, Y'all remember that thing, didn't you? <laughs> Remain standing. Go to Luke chapter 2. Remain standing. Go to Luke chapter 2. And I want you to get down to verse number 43. Go to Luke chapter 3, verse number 43. Hallelujah. Verse number 43. You got it? If you're still flipping, say, hold on, Bishop. I'll wait on you since it's a little wet outside. It's so humid. It, made, it reminded me of where I'm from. I said, what Denver talking about? Some humidity. Y'all don't know nothing about no humidity and waking up and got the stuff on your car and all. Uh, Luke chapter 2 verse 43 you got it you still flipping you got it you don't know whether or not you got it you're gonna pretend like you got it and flip over to Nehemiah or something Luke chapter 2 verse 43 it says when they had finished the days as they returned the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem and Joseph and his mother did not know it but supposing him to have been in the company they went a day's journey in, in other words watch this look at me uh, they left Jesus at church and didn't even realize they didn't have him yeah. Verse 44, but supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. Verse 45, so when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them, watch this, and asking them questions. Look at somebody say, that was a bad boy. 
And I don't mean that in the sense of literally bad. I mean, he, he was bad to have only been 12 questioning the rabbis of the day. Look at verse 47. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers, which means evidently not only was he asking them questions, but they were asking him questions. This is a 12-year-old boy that now a rabbi who has studied this his entire life is now seeking at, after this young man. Are y'all still here? Verse 48. So when they saw him, they were amazed. Shout amazed. I said, shout it. And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. Look, look, look at this. I like this. J Jesus, he, he, he's 12 now. Say he's 12. he's 12. He looks over at his mama and, and Joe. Because I wonder how Jesus felt when she said, your mother and uh, she said, me and your father have been looking for you. You know, Jesus is probably like, well, who? Joe? <laughs> well, Look, look, verse 49, and he said to them, why did you seek me? Watch this. Did you not know that I've got to be about my father's business? Uh, okay, evidently, I don't have nobody that can speak to King's English here. He said, while you're sitting up here looking for me, I'm doing what you should have been teaching me to do. He said, did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Tell somebody to say, I'm about my daddy's business. Tell him. Look at verse 50. But they didn't even understand the statement which he spoke to them. Let me parenthetically insert this. You know why? Because they were so used to not doing the father's business to see somebody doing it made them look weird. Okay, I'm going to help myself today. I don't really care if you don't get nothing here. They were so used to seeing average folk that when they saw above average, they didn't know what to do with it. They were so used to seeing ratchet folks that when they saw somebody that wasn't ratchet, they didn't know what to do with it. You're not hearing what I'm saying? They were so used to seeing people repeat the same cycle over and over and over again. They were so used to seeing broken relationships in their family that when they saw one that was working, y'all ain't going to say nothing. They were so used to seeing broke folk in their family that when they saw somebody that had some do-re-mi, Okay, I ain't got no church. That's fine. The internet campus is shouting. I'll go preach to them and get on the plane. They shouting where I was this week. I'll go back there. <laughs> they didn't even understand it. Look at verse 51. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth. Look at this. And he was subject to them. L let me translate what that means for you in modern vernacular. His mama got with him. She's like, now nah, I understand you Jesus and you the son of God and all that here. But you sass me in front of them rabbis and them church folk again. I'm going to knock the. That, that's what that means. He, Hebrews explains what that means. Every now and then everybody need a good shaking. I know we live in a generation of time out, but time out don't work. I'm going to take some time out. Some time out to. Obey all your local, state, and federal laws. Watch this. But his mother kept all things in her heart. She said, I don't understand that. He said, but there's something different about my boy. She, she, said, he, she said, I don't quite understand all of what he's talking about, but there's something different about my son. And I'd be a fool to try to make my son fit in with them. And there's something different about him. I'd be a fool telling him, well, you're young, just go have fun. I'd be a fool to put him with them when there's something different about him. 
I'm speaking to some parents in this place that when you look at your children, you maybe don't understand it all, but God's hand is on them and there's something different about them and you can't make them fit in with Verse 52, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with people. Father, speak now to us in this place that we might move and walk in those things that you have ordained. And we thank you that it is so in Jesus' name. Would you shout hallelujah? As you take your seats, how five, two or three people tell them, don't act your age. Don't act your age. <laughs> Uh, I, I want to warn you as we get into this series, perhaps it is good that we started this series and we had a bit of a monsoon going on. Uh, and so y'all got to tell the rest of the, of the church uh, on next week when they're back from the monsoon season uh, 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 that this series is going to be real bold. Say bold. I want to warn you uh, that I'm going to be very candid, which you should have come to expect from me uh, anyhow. Uh, 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 I want to start by saying this. Our young people are not hopeless. You don't even believe it because you just believe what CNN says. I'm going to say it again. Our young people are not hopeless. In fact, at Harvest, our students are a big deal. I'd take them over you any day. Just so we clear. <laughs> I'm just being funny. Watch, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. It's going to be uh, a series, say a series, series. where we're going to talk about uh, that students, young people are actively involved in what God is doing, not only in our church, not only we're going to look at the important role that young people played in the Bible, but we're going to also look at the important role they play in God's plans today, say today. today. We are not dealing with the next generation, we're dealing with the now generation. We, we are not dealing with young people, please understand, you, you, if you don't understand it, the, the, they are where everything is being focused now in our nation and in our culture. So we're going to look at God's plans today. And it's going to be this series, say this series, that I pray ignites a passion for Jesus in our young people. But that it also awakens the inner student in you. Say there's a student in me. Hear me, this is not just a series for young people. Some of y'all, it's going to be real good, Bishop, get the young folk. That's right, tell them. No, I need to tell you. Because the true nature of anyone that desires to accomplish anything great in life is to be a student. And I want to awaken the inner student in you. Listen to me. You lose all of your worth and value the moment you become unteachable. The moment you become unteachable, you should just go ahead and die because you will provide no value to anyone, including yourself, from that moment forward. What cannot be taught should not be trusted. Are you still here? Now, now watch this. Say I'm a student. The, the, the truth of the matter is, that's what life really is. It, it, it is really not where you arrive to some place where you know everything, because just the moment you think you got something figured out, you realize you didn't really know all of what you thought. I think there's a few witnesses in here that understand life is really just a never-ending session of school. School wasn't out when you graduated. School just started at a whole nother level. It, I think there's some people in this place that say, well, I thought I knew who my friends were until I went through that, and I had to go through a school lesson and figure out I didn't really know. Who am I talking to? I think there's some people who said, well, I thought I knew that about myself, but I had to go through some hell, and I had to go through some high water, and I had to look at some mountains that God had to bring me over, and I wasn't sure how I was going to make it, and so I thought I knew, but I realized I didn't know, but I didn't know that I didn't know until I went to school. 
Somebody say, I'm a student. So now watch this, watch this, watch this. The reality is this. There's four things I want to give you today as we open this series to just lay the foundation. The first thing is live different than them. Live different than them. Say them. Everybody has a them. Maybe the them is your family. Maybe the them is the folks you call your friends. Maybe the them is the people you call your colleagues and your co-workers and so on and so forth. Everybody has a them. Say them. As we open this series, I want you to realize that we all have to be like Jesus when he was 12. Now, what you need to understand is that Jesus is the Theanthropos. That, that means, come on, Harvest, you taught well. That means he is the God-man. He is so much God, you can't believe he's man. So much man, you cannot believe he is God. While he is 100% divine, he is also uh, 100% human. While he is 100% infinite, he is 100% finite. Because while there is now divinity in him, he is now locked in a body. And so, when he is 12, while he is God, he is still 12. Did you hear what I just said? Uh, While he is divinity wrapped in, while he is the word, he is the logos and the rhema of God that is now wrapped in a body, wrapped in an earth suit. He is also a 12-year-old young man who is sitting there having a conversation with people that should be teaching him, yet he was teaching them. Oh, I'm going to help somebody here. At 12, Jesus is sitting amongst the religious leaders of the day. And you have to understand the culture of the Hebrews. The Hebrews' culture is far different than our culture today. Today, everybody wants to be a basketball player. Everybody wants to play football. Everybody wants to rap. Everybody wants to be two chains and three chains and four chains and 75 cents and stuff like that. But at the... And lady goggles and stuff. And so everybody... And so everybody wants to be that. But in the Hebrew culture, every young boy, his desire and goal in life was to grow up and to be a rabbi, to grow up and to be a spiritual leader. That was his goal. In fact, the Hebrew families would raise their young men so that as they grew, they could grow in the things of the word of God, uh, which for them would have been Torah. Uh, They wanted to grow in the word of God. And so they would train them up. And one of the things that the families would do is they would send their young men to be trained by the spiritual leaders. Uh, Because they understood that the spiritual leaders could do for them what they could not do for them in the natural. They understood that a spiritual father could give them what a natural father could not. You're not hearing what I'm saying. And so they sent their sons and their sons would be trained up. There were three levels of training uh, that the sons would have. And and that at the end of that training, the highest level of that training, if the rabbi thought that the young Jewish boy was good enough, he would say, come, take my upon you. Uh, He would say, take my yoke upon you. Yoke uh, in the scriptures means take my approach to the scriptures. Take my teaching. Take my understanding. Take my way of thinking on you. And if the young Hebrew boy did not hear those words, he would be told to go and do his father's trade. Hence, when Jesus starts collecting his disciples and determining those who are going to follow him, Jesus picks men who are doing their father's trade, which tells me that these men were men who the system said weren't good enough. These were men whom the system said, well, you don't quite fit the mold. These were men that the system said, well, you can't preach. God can't use you. And then Jesus goes and picks them and says, I'll use anybody I want to. I mean to tell you, I don't care what your past is. And I don't care what your issues have been. God can use anybody. Touch your neighbor saying, you too, baby. You too. So now watch this. Jesus 
as he is 12, 12 is the number of foundation, 12 is the number of government, 12 is the number of establishment. So as Jesus is 12, he is now sitting there. It was a feast and his family was down there for the feast. Let me paint the picture for you. It was like a big family reunion. It was a feast time and everybody's there for the feast. And Mary and Joseph and the rest of the family pack up and they leave. It takes them a few days journey. You understand? They were walking. They had animals and they were walking and things like this. It takes them a few days journey. And Joe look over at Mary and say, where's Jesus at? And Mary looked back and said, I thought he was with you. You're supposed to be his daddy. Oh, God, I could really work blended family stuff right there. I could really work blended family stuff right there. Because why is it that Joseph disappears? Why is it only Jesus' mama at his crusades? Uh, I'm just asking a question. I just, here, here it is, though. Here it is. There's a few days' journey. They look at each other. Where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? I don't know. I don't know. Then they go look for their cousins and their family and their auntie and Pookie them and everybody. And they say, you got Jesus? No, where's Jesus at? Where's Jesus at? They had left him at church. And they go back and they go to the temple. They go to the synagogue. And as they go back, two different things. They go to the synagogue. And as they go back, they find Jesus sitting amongst the leaders. And as Jesus is sitting amongst the leaders, hear me, y'all. As Jesus is sitting amongst the leaders, he's asking them questions, but they're asking him questions. And they are amazed and astonished at who taught you that. Well, watch this. Some of you maybe have heard this. You're wise beyond your years. How you know that? And Jesus is just blowing them away. I mean, they're sitting there, Rabbi Shmuley with his curly cues and everything. They're just, my goodness, shalom, shalom, shabbat shalom. I mean, he's just sitting there going because he can't believe that this young 12-year-old is different than the other 12-year-olds he knows. Oh, God, I'm going to help somebody here. I'm going to help somebody here. Watch this. At 12, Jesus knew that he was called to do something greater than those that were his contemporaries. You're not hearing what I'm saying. I'm telling you, stop acting your age according to what foolish people say you should act like. Okay, I'm getting ready to work it. So foolish people will say to you, you know, you're only 25. You're missing out. Missing out on what? You're only 18. You're missing out. Missing out on what? Okay, I can see I'm going to have to work this like a part-time job. So single people, they will say to you, well, when you going to get married? Can I tell you, for some people, that's everything because they've accomplished nothing. And so the only thing they got to look forward to is getting with somebody because they ain't accomplished nothing in life. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I don't even care. Marriage is great, but it's part of life. It's not the end all in life. That's why 50% of first marriage is 67%. Of second marriage is 73%. Of third marriage is quit. You know why? Because it's not everything. It's part of the thing. So to every single person where folk keep saying to you, when you going to make it mad, tell them, baby, I'm about my father's business. And so just because the only thing you're looking for is a man, well, forget you. And I'm handling my father's business. Young folk, when you going to get to somebody? Like that's everything in life.
You know why people think that's everything in life? Because they've accomplished nothing in life. So the only thing they got to say is, I'm married. And that's cool. But what else? I wish the married folk would help me here. You were real happy on it. I do. I do. And then a few years into it, he's like, okay, I need to do some more. And you need to do some more. Because that was cute, but it ain't enough. Do I have any witnesses in this place that it's not enough? I got to be about my father's business. You're missing out. You're missing out. Come to this party. You're missing out. I'm missing out on ecstasy. I told you I was going to be candid, so if you can't handle it, shut the door. It's, it's raining outside anyhow. You don't need... It's not safe. Can I tell you something? You weren't missing out on anything except mess. Can I tell you something? I was by no means and, and, by, and am no means perfect. But for me, I, throughout life, and even as an adolescent growing up, I didn't do what everybody else did. Now, I'm just talking about me. And there's a saying, Dave Ramsey says, he uses it about finances, but I want to use it about life. When you live like no one else, one day, you'll live like no one else. See, I get so sick and tired of haters who want to criticize this and that and this and that. You don't know the price that was paid. So while you see glory, you don't know nothing about story. And so while you was out partying, I was out making money. And while you was out with them, I was with him. I think I got some witnesses in here. And some of you felt weird when you were growing up because you didn't do what other folk did. And you said, what's wrong with me? I'm here to tell you nothing was wrong with you. You were just like Jesus. You Tell your neighbor, say, wasn't nothing wrong with me. Wasn't nothing. When you, when you live like nobody else, one day you'll live like nobody else. So while Tiger Woods was out practicing, his friends were out partying. But now Tiger going to the bank. <laughs> Bishop and they all about that. Well, then quit praying for money then. I mean, would you shut up about it then? Why you work then? Just pray all day. Now, I'm just saying, yeah, folk be just, I'm feeling a little jumpy and since... This humidity got me thinking I'm at home. Y'all ain't saying. Okay. Watch this. I don't even need no lotion. It's so watch this. Here's what they'll say to you. Say, I can't be like them. Here's what they'll say to you. You know, you're a chicken. I'm a live chicken. I'm a driving chicken. I'm a paid chicken. Let me help my young people. You are STD free chicken. You are drug free chicken. You are chicken with some money. And by the way, you got the wrong bird. I ain't no chicken. I'm an eagle, which means I know how to fly by myself. If I got to go by myself, watch me go because I, I got to be different than them. Oh, do I have any witnesses in this place? People will say things to you. You're young. 
You need to have fun. Not only is that bad theology, it's bad pathology. Theology, spiritual, study of God, pathology, systems, procedures in life. It is, it is essentially the positioning and the programming of your psyche, the way you think, the way you act, the way you do things. And, and, and hear me, that's bad. Say it's bad. Because here's what happens. You spend all your life being young, having fun. And by the time you're ready to get serious, now you don't have time to fulfill your assignment because you got to spend all your time correcting your mistakes. See, fun is not bad credit. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing? Fun, fun is not a house full of babies where you got to pray and fast to make the bills. You ain't got to like what I'm saying. I really don't. That's not fun. You're young. Had you some fun. Let me tell you, let me tell you what, 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 what fun is. Fun is doing what makes you valuable. And, and, and I hear somebody in here think of a bishop. This is great for the young people, but what about me? Because I'm 40, I'm 50, I'm 60, I'm, I'm 70. B -b bishop, what, what am I going to do? Listen, some of you may have already fallen into that trap, but I got good news for you. You're still a student. I don't care what mistakes you've made. You're still a student. And I don't care what cleaning up God has to do. You know what he says? Follow you all the days of your life. Goodness and mercy, which means you may have left some messes back here. And you maybe have made some mess when you were a teenager. Maybe you made some mess in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s. But goodness and mercy are following you all the day. You know what they are? They're the cleanup crew. I'm here to tell you God's got a cleanup crew that can take your mess and clean it up. That can take your worst mistakes and your... Am I talking to anybody that knows something about goodness? And they're the twins that follow me all the day of my life. So watch this. Instead of living like them, we got to be about the Father's business. Point two, for my note takers, we have to be about the Father's business. Now listen to me. Value is predicated upon intended use. So what do you mean by that? Value is all based upon what I'm using the thing for. Mr. what do you mean? Scissors are not valuable to me if I need to get across town. I can't cut my way from Park Hill to Parker. I, I can't scissor my way from downtown to the tech center. This is what he's trying to say, which means scissors have no value to me if I'm trying to get somewhere. But now if I'm trying to cut something, the car has no value to me, but the scissors are my everything. Okay, you're going to get it. Which means fun is doing what makes you valuable. Now watch this. When you don't know what you're here for, you won't be valuable because you'll be doing what you weren't made to do. You'll be a car trying to cut. You'll be a scissor trying to drive. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Please understand this. This is why so many people deal with self-esteem issues. You deal with self-esteem issues because you don't understand for what purpose you were created. 
Now, let me just very quickly go here. I've told on it before. Purpose for a Christian is universal. It's to reconcile people back to God. But now the way in which you do that is something called your election or your assignment, which means it's a thing that only you do the way you do how you do when you do what you do. And when you're in that place, you have no competitors. You didn't hear what I just said. When you're in that place, you have no competitors because you're doing exactly what you were created to do. So it's irrelevant what so-and-so's doing. You, you didn't hear what I just said. The reason you always find yourself competing with folk is because you think you're supposed to do what they're doing. Not realizing that before you were formed in your mother's womb, God says, I got a specific assignment that I have created you for and can't nobody do it the way that you will do it. It's so funny because people say, Bishop, you know what? Preacher so-and-so do it. No, and I don't really care. <laughs> you know why I don't? Because my assignment ain't here. And his ain't mine. And since we weren't dealt the same hand, it'd be foolish for me to try to compare assignments. You sitting up here getting mad at your life because you comparing your hand to somebody else's hand. You weren't dealt what your neighbor was dealt, so you can't compare your life to your neighbor's life. Because I think I got a few people in here that say, if people knew what you've been through, and if people knew your hell, and if people knew your testimony, they see you shouting today. But there were some days where you didn't want to get out of that bed, and they see you shouting today, but there were some days where you had a knife to your, who am I talking to? They see you shouting today, but there's a story. There. There is a story there because, because you're a student. Are you still here, Harvest? Are you still here, Harvest? So now watch this. It does not take you your whole life to finally be about the Father's business. Now somebody says, Bishop, what is the Father's business? Real simple. It's using your life to change the lives of other people. That's it. People make it all deep. Bishop, I was in the prophetic revelation of the Lord, and I was caught up in the third heaven, and I don't even know what you're talking about. Sit down somewhere. I got a special gift. It's called a gift of help them sat down. <laughs> sat down. People say, just take your time. No, do not take your time. Shut your mouth. You got some friends you need to tell that to because they call themselves spiritual and they're really carnal, and you're listening to their mess trying to get a message, not realizing you're messing yourself up. Are you still here? I'm almost through. Watch this. It's using your life to change the lives of other people. Bishop, how do I get in that process? Well, it's getting involved at church. It's serving in church. And watch this. Wherever you are and find yourself in life, wherever you're placed, wherever job you're on, whatever you're doing, whatever people you're around, it may not be ideal, but it is currently what the hand, you, or the hand that you've been dealt. And versus cussing out the darkness, flip on the light. I got an announcement to make. Jesus' first message was, you are the light. No, you didn't hear what I just said. Jesus didn't say about himself in his first message that he was. Later on, they said that about him. He says to the people, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You are the light of the world set on a hill. Which means, watch this. I'm not the light because I do everything right. I'm not the light because I don't make mistakes. What makes me the light is that I didn't do everything right and I have made some mistakes, but he still loved me. 
And not only does he still love me, but he'll still use me. And not only will he still use me, but he's still working on me. And he just keeps on working. And he like the Energizer Bunny, baby. Just when you think he's giving up on you, he, he just keeps going and going. And wherever you find yourself in life, you are the light there. See, rather than complaining about your job and saying, Lord, please give me a new assignment. Lord, I can't wait to get out of here. Turn on the light on your existing assignment. Ooh, it got real quiet right there. Bishop, I just, would you just pray them folk on my job? Could it be that you were placed there to change them folk on your job? And you sitting up here running away from your assignment and wondering why God won't give you a new one because you ain't completed your existing one. You don't get a promotion for failing at your existing job. This ain't the U.S. government. You don't get to fail on your existing job and then get promoted. You don't get to mess up the financial system and then get a job. This ain't the U.S. government. But I thank God for the U.S. government. Amen. I, I wouldn't want to be nowhere else. You understand what I'm saying? You say what you want to say. I am proud to be an American. And I, Glory, I wouldn't want to be nowhere else. Say, I am the light. That's the Father's business. Wherever you're at, you're the light. At Kroger's, you're the light. Y'all call it King Supers. At the Piggly Wiggly, you're the light. Y'all call it City Market. At the Winn-Dixie, you're the light. And this is why we got to say, when you're the light, wherever you are, you're the light. Which means, watch this, when you're bright, you don't get to turn off the light. Bishop, what you trying to say? There are some times, can we be honest? And if you're not honest with me, then we're just going to go one by one. We're going to do old school church. Would you be honest? There are some times where you don't want to be the light because you want to be dark. Oh, I don't have no witnesses here. Can we be honest? It's some time where you want to cuss somebody out. And you got your Bible right here. And you want to put your Bible over here and say, let me tell you something. I got something to tell you. You wanted to send me that email, I'm a man. I'll talk to you face to face. You want to send me a text, I'm a man. I'm... And you want to hide your harvest CDs and take off your harvest chain and put it all over here and say, let me cuss you out real quick and then I'll be a Christian. But right now, I need to get a little dark. If you've never had that moment, then I don't know what world you live in. I experience it once a day, every day. No, let me take my collar off. No, what you, no, let me take my, this a ring, baby. What, what? <laughs> nah, it ain't that often. I'm being a bit gratuitous. A bit extra. It's not once a day, every day. But to uh, <laughs> Bishop, why are you telling you that? I'm just telling you that that's part of your humanity. It's going to be some days where the scripture says pray for your enemies. And what you're going to want to do is pray on them. Lord, please just kill them. Lord, I hope their house got hit by that hailstorm. That old witch. In the South, we call them assassinators. That old assassinator, Lord, please, just, it'd be such a shame if their car got caught in that flood. It'd be such a shame. 
Bless God. Come on, y'all. Don't leave your bishop up here by himself. But we're the light. Say we're the light. Which means even when we don't want to be the light, we're the light. Because you can't turn it off because it's bright. Next thing, I'm almost through. Third thing, eat different food. We're talking about not acting your age. So whether you're 12, whether you're 112, whether you're 120, 125, well, you can't get past 125. The Bible says he'll give you 120, and if you're strong, you can get to 125. You got to be strong. I mean, you got to be Jack LaLanne strong. You got to be juicing. <laughs> got to be taking wheatgrass shots and Jamba juice, apple and greens, and all kinds of Say, eat different food. I'm almost through. John 4, flip there real quick. John 4, flip there real quick. When I say eat different food, I don't literally mean that. And I know I'm in Denver, so I need to say that. When I say eat different food, what does food do? Food is what? Fulfillment. Okay. Sustenance. Substance. Fulfillment. Okay, now watch this. I want you to see what Jesus said. John 4, verse 31. Look what he says. He says, in the meantime, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, teacher, eat. But he said to them, watch this. I got some food that you don't know nothing about. Now, they thought, oh, Jesus brought a, Jesus brought a ham sandwich and got it in his back pocket. <laughs> now, of course, if you understand the Hebrew culture, they couldn't eat pork. So they're like, that's why he didn't tell us, because he didn't want us to know he was eating no pork. Verse 32, but he said to them, I've got some food that you don't know about. Therefore, his disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him anything else to eat? You know, the staff got a little upset because they were trying to figure out what I'm supposed to get the meals. Well, did you get the meal? That ain't your job. That's my department. Look, Jesus said to them, my food, watch it, is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. You, you missed it. Jesus said, I'm not talking about natural food. I'm talking about what gives me fulfillment. He said, I'm fulfilled when I'm doing the will of who sent me and when I get the job done. See, we got a generation and generation is not chronological. It is psychological. Which means I'm talking about you. We have a generation of people who are talking about being tired when they ain't done nothing to be tired about. We got a generation who wants to nap but ain't done nothing to qualify for a nap. You ain't going to say what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my question is, what happened to the get-or-done people? What happened to the people that say the job's not done until it's done? Where are the Olivia Pope gladiators at that say, listen, we don't have office hours. We get it done when we get it done because I'm here to fulfill the will of the one who sent me, which means I'll put my feelings on a shelf because I got a job to do right now. If you want to accomplish anything great in life, I'm, going to hear, I'm here to tell you and make an announcement to you. You ain't going to accomplish it between 9 and 5. You're not going to accomplish it between the time that everybody else gets it done. Because it's a fulfillment. Say fulfillment. And when you're fulfilled, you never work a day in your life. You're just fulfilled. When you're fulfilled, when you do it, you get filled up versus pulled from. That's why. That's why. That's why for many... Men of God, people say, ain't they tired? No. I'm eating right now. 
if you did this and you did this, and you, ain't you tired? No. I just finished eating. Come on, I need to, I need, where the fast section at? I haven't been, the monsoon got y'all a little slow today. Where, where the fast section at? Normally it's y'all, but y'all ain't in the spirit today. I don't know what's going on over here. Is it over here? Man, when you, what's this? What's this? When you eat, what's this? You, you either respond one or two ways. Now you get the itis. You, you know about the itis. On Thanksgiving, where you didn't sat there and just, I'm going to make a word up, glutified yourself. and You knew you were done with that first plate, but your eyes were bigger than your stomach. And so, or you get hyped. You either get extremely tired because you were doing too much. Or you got enough so that you're now energized. And this is what you're trying to say. This is what you're trying to say. When you're doing what fulfills you, other people will get tired just looking at you doing it. It's because that's not food that feeds them. Everybody can't eat the same stuff. That's why when you're kingdom folk, God sends you to harvest because everybody can't eat that. When you're a takeover person, that's why he's sending you here. Because everybody can't eat that. When you say, I'm the interruption in my bloodline and I am the Joseph in my family. He sends you here because everybody can. Some people would rather manage misery than conquer misery. There's plenty of churches where they'll teach you how to manage it. I'm here to teach you how to conquer it. I'm here to teach you how to not go through it year after year after year after year. But say, as for me and my house, we, I'm not dealing with this again. I'm, I'm not putting up with that. No, no, no. You got a ton of cracked spiritual churches. You Where they give you enough just so you can go home and manage your hell. But I think there's some people in this place. I just need to check the room before I keep going because I'm almost through. That say, I'm not managing hell one more day in my life. I'm kicking hell up, out of my life. I'm like Billy Blanks. Double time. What's this? What's this? I'm almost through. Jesus said to them, my food, verse 34, is to do the will of who, him who sent me and to finish the job. Personal note about me. I really don't like lazy people. Would you pray for me? Actually, don't, because I, I don't want to like lazy people. Now, I love everybody. I love God. Lazy people really bother me. If you're lazy, just don't be offended. Just change. Um, well, why we got to do that? Shut up! That's one of them moments. Take the ring off.
that every time you're trying to accomplish something, uh, can't we just, why we start the meeting at 7? Because folk got to work. and yeah. Well, get off early then. You got off early to go see what's his name at the show, so don't tell me you can't get off to come do the kingdom work. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? You going to look at me like that? You took off early when you were sniffling. <laughs> Lazy people. And I've been this way forever. Just, I don't get it. And you know why I don't get it? Because you and I, we share this in common. We're like Jesus. Some of you are like, well, Bishop, I don't know. I'm working on it. Call things. That be not. <laughs> Jesus said, I'm not satisfied until I'm done. Amen. And the job's not done until it's done. That's a nice clock over there, but it's done when it's done. It amazes me when people say, Bishop, I want to be successful in business. And I say, well, Let's just start with some basic stuff. Like, I don't know. No, I'm not going to do that. Right? No. 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 Eat different food. So, instead of sex being your fulfillment, instead of drugs being your fulfillment, let me go back to sex. Oh, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about all the good things. Oh, oh, oh. Watch this. Because some of y'all saying, oh, tell them, Bishop. That's right, get them. You don't realize that what you just thought? That's right, Bishop. Get them fornicators. We'll deal with them, but let's deal with you right now. Because let's talk about how you did all of that in your mind when you saw them. I just want to make sure that we all on the same page. That's the name say, we all in the same boat, baby. We all in the same boat. While you sitting here trying to judge somebody else, just because your clothes didn't come off naturally don't mean it didn't come off in your mind. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I got to take the jacket off. It's one of those days. Drugs. Well, then you fulfill me being drugs. Let me say, Bishop, that's right. Get them weed smokers. Cry loud, spell not. Get them. Well, let's deal with you. Because you eat way more than you should. And it's a drug for you. Because when you're stressed, you eat. And, and, and when you're worried, you eat. And when you, oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? Some of you the opposite. When you're stressed, you don't eat. When you're worried, you don't eat. It's a drug because it's a coping mechanism. For some of you, a drug is being mean. If y'all just shout, then I'd be through. But since y'all won't shout, some of y'all are meaner than a junkyard dog. And when people meet you, you wonder why they don't want your Jesus. Because they saw you and said, if he like them, then the hell with that. I mean that literally, to hell, the place hell, Gehenna in the Greek, hot trash. 
Sheol in the Hebrew, death. Death and hot trash. It's a new band coming out next month. Death and hot trash. Sheol and Gehenna. Watch this. Rather than getting fulfillment from gangs, somebody said, Bishop, I ain't never been in a gang. Yes, y'all, it's that click. They just don't call it a gang. Oh, that's a gang. Y'all ain't no different than the Crips and Bloods. Y'all just got different colors. Y'all got on church hats. Man, if I played basketball, that's a three-pointer right there. Man, if I could, if I could hoop. Oh, no, you're in a gang. You're, you're in the religious elite. Did you hear what so-and-so is doing? I can't believe that. Oh, my God. And you forgot that it wasn't but a few weeks ago. It wasn't but a few months ago that you were in the same mess so-and-so was in. So rather than looking down on them, you ought to be praying for them. Another personal note. Religious people really bother me. I shouldn't say bother me. I should just say I don't care for that type of personality. Now, when I say religious, you may be confused, so let me define it. Religious are people. Religion is man's attempt to reach God. That's why Christianity is not properly defined as a religion. And it's really, quite frankly, more than a relationship, quite frankly. Um, religion is man's attempt to reach God, and Christianity is God's successful attempt at reaching man. He didn't try to get us. He got us. When Jesus said, it is finished, he finished his work. Which means the reason I can walk in favor today is not because I do everything right, but because he finished his work. Put the verse up. The reason that I can walk in the blessing of God today is not because I do everything right, but it's because he finished his work. He finished it. When he said it's done, it's finished, it was done. He didn't, but Lord, I got a few. I got 144,000 saved. You listen to somebody that can't properly divide the word of truth. Barely add. But, but religious folk, what they like to do is get saved and then look down on other folk. They're going through trouble. They must be in sin. So all the trouble you went through was because you sinned? Because talk to Job about that. He might disagree with your synopsis and your conjecture. Mr. What are you trying to say? Is that, is that some gangs are religious gangs. Say, I eat different food. I got to move. Say, I eat different food. Say it again. Say, I eat different food. Maybe your food is hanging around low-living people and low-living family because when you're around them, it makes you feel good about you. I've noticed that sometimes above average people like to be around average people so that they can confirm their, above, their above averageness. And so they surround themselves with losers so that when they're with the losers, they don't feel like a loser, not knowing that those losers are making you a loser because what they are doing is feeding you. You didn't even know you was eating loser food. You didn't know that. I'm trying to teach them. I'm trying to, yeah, you're eating loser food. That's why Jesus, one man walks up to Jesus and he says, well, let me go bury, let me go bury my family members. And Jesus is like, listen, if you're going to follow me, let your dead bury their own dead. Come on, let's go. I think it's some folk in harvest today that say, Lord, I'm with you. Let's go. I, 
Let the losers do the loser. Let the folk who don't want to go nowhere, let them do what they're going to do. If they walk out on me, well, that's fine. They didn't know what they were. Let's go. Say, I eat different food. Rather than, rather than doing those things to fulfill us, let doing God's will fulfill us. We spend a lot of time trying to impress slaves. I'm working on a series that I don't know when I'm going to get to it because I'd like to start preaching here, but I got to start laying, I got, I'm still laying foundation, so I haven't been able to actually technically preach anything because I'm just laying foundation. And so, but one day I think I'm going to be able to preach here, but, um, but I just got to lay foundation. Say foundation. Okay, you can't give revelation without foundation because the revelation will be lost. So now watch this, watch this. So, so, so that's why I just got to just break it down and, you know, you know. And now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this, touch your name and say, watch this. Many people don't even understand. The last several weeks, I've been having lots of conversations with people. I've been dealing with the slave mindset. And in, and in Bible college, we, we came up on this subject, and, 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 and it had been in me because most people don't even realize they think like slaves. That's why you can, you can go to people and talk to people who, 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 who uh, I, I was in this past week. I was traveling, and, and I was in uh, L.A., and, and, uh, and, and uh, while we were there, I was in all over LA. I was in, you know, this part and then this part, and then I was in City of Compton, and then I was all over. Oh uh, no, let me not. <laughs> I was all over. Here's the point. And there were people. They were sharing with me. They said, Bishop, there are people who have never been on the other side of Crenshaw. There are people that have never been on the other side of the I-10. And 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 and, and then it made me think. I said, you know why? Because there's a slave mentality that's been perpetuated and people are slaves and don't even know it. I just can't go over there. Master says he stays right over here. I can't get a good job. Master say stays over here. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me? I can't make no money. Master say I got everything I need. I, I, I can't do nothing great in life. Master say I'm the... And I'm speaking to you because while you are here, I'm speaking to 400 years of history. The scripture says that the iniquity or generational sin of the father's visit to the third and fourth generation, which means when I speak to you, I'm not just speaking to you. I'm speaking to your grandmama and your grandmama's grandmama. I'm speaking to hundreds of years of slave thinking. And you sitting up here spending money trying to impress slaves. I got these shoes because so-and-so going to see me. Slave. Well, I better get this car even though the car note's too high because I got to impress these other slaves. Okay, y'all don't like what I'm saying, and I don't really care. You better touch your neighbor and say, say something to him. You better say something to me. And you know where that comes from? Because the slaves were trained that you had to impress the master. And so, oh, I feel it here. And so when the master felt like he needed some entertainment, he'd call in the slaves and say, dance for me. And that's what some of you have been doing your whole life. You've been dancing, trying to impress folk. And you've been dancing, trying to impress slaves. And you've been dancing, trying to impress master. And you need to start impressing the king. I want so-and-so to see me in my new suit. They ain't paid for nothing. 
you sitting up here got thousands of dollars of debt and pressing slaves. You get to a banjo and start doing this. Okay. All right. Last point. And I'm through. Y'all all right? Talking to the student in you. I'm not talking to the you that think you know everything. How's that working out? Talk to the student in all of us. Last thing. Don't act your age. It's, it's this. Be the interruption to the dysfunction. In, in Luke, where we were there, in Luke chapter 2, look at verse 51 real quick. And I'm through. Luke 2, 51. And then we're going we're gonna to pray for all of those with the flooding and things. And then we ain't singing open the floodgates no more for months. Because we sang that last week. And the Lord was like, okay, 10 days are all. Let me pour it out on you. So them floodgates been open. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, close the floodgates. Stop the rain. <laughs> it's, raining, it's, it's raining so hard the other day. I said, God, dog, what y'all done done? Somebody has displeasured his holiness. <laughs> Verse 51, watch this. Here it is. Say, I am, I the, am interruption the interruption to dysfunction. To dysfunction. Let, me, let me show you something. I, they flashed me. I, I'm out of time. Watch this. Watch this. Look at verse 51. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth. And he was what? Yeah, we'll talk about that. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. Watch this. Watch this. Hear me, y'all. Hear me. And I need you to hear me, especially single mothers. And, and don't be offended. Listen to me. Hear me. Shh, 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 shh. Between me and you. Shh, shh, Secret. Get out of your children's way. Bishop. <laughs> See, I, told you, I knew it was going to be quiet. I, knew, I don't care. Ain't nobody studying you. <laughs> Watch this. Jesus' mother said there's something different about my boy. She kept it in her mind. So now he's 12, he's 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. He's growing up. And she's watching Jesus do things that the other people are not doing. She sees something peculiar on him. And rather than saying, why you ain't like them? Why, shh, shh, watch this. Why you won't go hang out with them? Why don't you go get you some friends and go do something? She said, there's something special about my boy. And I need to step back and let his daddy handle him. I need to step back and I need to give him to God. Hannah understood this. She prayed for a son, and the Lord gave her a son. You know what she did? She took him to the man of God. She took her son Samuel and took him to Eli and said, Man of God, I don't know what I'm doing. You do it. She, she said, I, listen, she said, I don't even pretend to know, think I know what I'm doing because what was done to me wasn't so sufficient. Because the truth of the matter is, Genesis, the, the scripture says, 
In the book of Genesis chapter 8, I won't flip there, it says that man is evil from his youth. But why is man evil from his youth? Because he was raised with evil. You spend the majority of your life trying to work out the stuff that was done to you as a child. And by the time you finish that, life for most people is ready to be over. But not you. I said, but not you. Because you're the interruption to the dysfunction. Most people spend their whole adult life trying to fix the stuff that happened to them as children. You talk to grown folk now, you, you talk to people now, and you talk to them, and you, you can say one little word, and then the floodgates will open about, well, this happened to me, and my mama treated me different than this one, and daddy did me this one, and I didn't know my father, and this and this and this and that. And you, and you sit, and you're 57, and you're still working out stuff that happened to you when you were seven. Which means the truth is, while you aged chronologically, physically, you never aged psychologically or spiritually. So while you got a grown body, you got a baby mind. This is why some of you, when you interrupt with people, you're like, why do they act like a kid? Because they are one. Old saying, quacks like a duck, walks like a duck. It's probably. You sitting up here saying, oh, but I believe it's a lion. Not right now. <laughs> right now it's a duck. It can be a lion. But Bishop, what are you trying to say? Scripture says that his mother kept these things in her heart. So then now when Jesus turns 30, the age of Levitical priesthood, and he begins his ministry for the next three and a half years, then all of a sudden his mother, she's his biggest support. At every crusade, she's there. At every healing convention, she's there. And she got out of his way. Notice how she wasn't in the meetings with the staff. She said, let me back up and do that. Mr. what are you trying to say? Many of our young people wouldn't be so messed up if it wasn't for y'all. You ain't got to like what I'm saying. I don't care. Because there's a difference between covering and smothering. There's a difference between friending and leading. Single mothers, especially with your young men, can, can you just hear me? And, and I'll do a whole thing about it later on. But can, can you hear me? That, that, that you, yeah, please understand. Stop bailing your sons out. When is he gonna learn to be a man? Even when he's wrong, you bail him out. But that's my baby. No, he's not. You better be like Mary and take it in your heart that if I don't change, challenge him to be a man, he will be a boy all of his life. And that's why when he gets married, his wife got to raise him because you never did. Oh, y'all don't like what I'm saying in Denver. I don't care. I'll catch a plane and fly somewhere else this week and preach. I've seen more single mothers ruin their sons. That's my baby. Got to protect my baby. They messing with my baby. You better let your baby learn how to be a man and fight. Because in the real world, mama can't save you. In the real world, you're going to have to learn how to fight. Oh, I, okay, I see, I got to preach it rough right through here. Touch your neighbor and say, let them ball 30 seconds. Let me preach it rough right through here for 30 seconds, which means sometimes you got to say, no, you can't come back home. Yeah. 
Because this ain't home. You don't live here no more. You better get out there and learn how to double I was blessed because I had the privilege of a mother who knew there's something different. And he's called to do different. So she backed up. And she let daddy do his work. She let king of kings do his work. Somebody said, Bishop, I don't have a son, but, 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 but hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. The only way to be the interruption to your dysfunction is to stop being dysfunctional. And do you know how you realize how to stop being dysfunctional? It's real simple. Touch your neighbor, say it's simple, and I'm through. I'm going to shout us real good. I'm going to close like a Baptist today. Watch it. Won't he do it? <laughs> and I love Baptists. Watch this. Watch this. The only way to stop your dysfunction, hear me, is to see function. You have been somewhere and you didn't know the protocol, but you watched the other people to learn the protocol? See, you may not know how to do everything right, because maybe there's some stuff nobody taught you. But sometimes you just got to look at the function in people and say, oh, that's how you. Oh, they say preach bishop right here. Preach bishop. Oh, this is where they shout. That's right. You are the interruption to the dysfunction of your bloodline. God says he wants poverty in your family to end with you. He wants slave thinking in your bloodline to end with you. You were born for such a time as this. Stop acting your age. You better... You were born for such a time as this. And the only way I'm through, I won't hoop. The only way this function ends is you behold function. And then you say, okay, I can't keep doing that, expecting a different result. It's amazing how many folk keep going to messed up relationships expecting. Oh, y'all didn't like that, huh? And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about friendships. Why? They ain't called you in six months. Why do you keep calling them? But that's my friend. Evidently not. And you the only one didn't get to memo. As we, as we begin this series today, it's going to be a short series. It's only three weeks. And as we begin this series, I want us to remember that we are the interruption to the dysfunction. And I don't care whether you are a student, literally, elementary, junior high, because there are different areas, junior high, high school, college. Maybe you're not in any of those uh, uh, Scholastic, scholastic environments. Hear me, but you're still a student. 
And I want to challenge you to understand this, that you are the interruption to the dysfunction. Say that. Everybody, even on the internet campus, say it. Say it like you mean it. Say it so your ancestors hear you. Say it. Say it so that slave mentality hears it. Say it. Say it so that broke thinking hears it. Say it. Say it. Say it to the promiscuity in your family hears it. Say it. Say it. Here it is. Now I need somebody <laughs> that won't mind giving the Lord a shout right through here. Is there anybody that's glad about it? Is there anybody that'll shout about it? Is there anybody that'll praise him for it? Don't wait till the battle is over. Shout Everybody's standing, everybody's standing, everybody's standing. Father, we thank you for your word today. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.